Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody, live from Chicago, welcome. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine, fitness, and wellness. Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, it's a leap year. Wow. Uh, the Sports Doctor, brought to you by Global Schoolwear. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger. Hurdle Apparel, Socks, High Tech Socks. LER, Lower Extremity Review, and MVP Parent Magazines, the UK Health Radio. We've got a great doubleheader, Andrea uh, Valelli. Uh, she is the co-founder of Shift Happens. She'll be joining me with some youth sports parenting wisdom and those challenges, along with Corey Poirier. He's a multiple TED Talker, best-selling author. He's the speaker guy. Then the sports doctor's in. Bob Guider Wisdom, some emails. Andrea, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bob. I'm so excited to be here. Give us some background on yourself. And uh, my gosh, shift happens. Well, shift does happen. I agree with that. Um, Well, a little bit of background would be I was always very curious about why some people are naturally happy and some people are naturally not so happy. And I sort of had a wake-up call into that after reading a book uh, when I was in my 30s called Many Lives, Many Masters. And I dove into the study of happiness. I studied with Dr. Robert Holden, who's the creator of the Happiness Project, which is the only scientifically proven method to increase your level of happiness. So from there, I got very interested in how we can be the best version of ourselves, regardless of outside circumstances. So that's really become my forte, what I'm super passionate about. It's getting out of your own way. So whether it's in parenting, getting out of your own way, whether, you know, you're a kid getting out of your own way, whether you're a CEO getting out of your own way, the, the foundation is the same, no matter what age we are. So that's really what I'm super passionate about. Well, these are the areas, uh, uh, Andrea, that uh, I have featured on the Sports Doctor for decades, give or take a few weeks. <laughs> the uh, super challenging world of youth sports or professional sports yeah. or anywhere in between, and the family dynamics, the relationships between parents and these young uh, uh, yeah. boy or girl athletes, the pressure uh, big time. The more talented your son or daughter is, the more pressures mount whether it's scholarships, whatever it happens to be, uh, regarding, again, traveling teams, club teams, uh, and many times, again, the, the challenges uh, that these... Now, of course, you know, the, and, and happiness, if you're talking about any team, you're talking about any sports organization at any level, including schools, please, we got to fit in the word happiness along the way, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's the name I'm, of the I'm game. I'm rooting you for are- it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in a happy state of mind, you're just naturally going to do better. And yes, there is so much pressure. One of the, one of our specialties, we have a program called shift 
happens for teens and it's really for families because one of the biggest problems that we see is very innocently parents put a lot of pressure on their kids it's you know it's coming from love but but what sometimes can be easily missed is that pressure transfers to the kid and it actually stops them from using their inner genius their natural talents you know it's uh the late great sports psychologist, Dr. Jim Vickery, shared my radio show, gosh, for four or five years in the 90s. I used to drag him along with me when we spoke to sports parents uh, and uh, in, in various groups. And he would make such a big deal for the sport parent that he'd say, number one, don't be a critic. Uh, and number two, be a good listener. And again, these yeah. relationships uh, through the challenges of whether it's junior high school whether it's high school and or college, uh, with this crazy world of these young young kids who many times are living on pain medicine because they're hurting and they're trying to stick with the schedule. Or what do you mean you didn't lose that weight? So sometimes the young dancer's parents or the figure skater or the gymnast and these kinds of of challenges. And this is why uh, the uh, paying attention to these topics um, is something that becomes very, very important. Uh, and uh, you're going to be probably bouncing off some of those topics when you're, you're talking with uh, some of your TV audiences or et cetera, yes. Uh, yes. With, like what you're doing, right, Andrea? Yes, yes. You know, kids, they need guidelines. They need rules and guidelines. But what they, what they actually don't need is pressure. When kids have rules and guidelines and they feel as though their parents have a trust, I mean, that's a big thing. You can tell when someone is trusting you and you can feel it when someone is worried about you. And believe it or not, that energy of somebody worrying about you, kids feel it. No matter how old you are, you can feel that coming from your parents. So subconsciously, the the child is thinking, I must give them something to worry about. There must be something for my parents to worry about. Therefore, they're actually acting from a place of insecurity, and they're not going to perform well when they're insecure. So, you know, we don't realize I've had so many, you know, being on lots of interviews and on television, I've had lots of anchors say to me, well, I don't understand. You know, I worry about my kids. How can you not worry about your kids? And I'm a parent, too. I get that. But it does not serve them. It's our job to see they are made of the same wisdom that we are. They might not have the years on them, but it doesn't matter. Wisdom is innate. And that's what we want to encourage. We want to encourage our kids. We want to ask them, what do you think? What do you see? You know, we want to show them that they have this natural ability to come up with the answers, to be in the zone, to do the right thing. They have it within them, but we've got to give them a chance to see that that exists within them naturally. Uh, Absolutely. Where can people go to find out more information? about uh, Shift Happens. Thank you. They can go to our website. It's shifthappens.global. And there's lots of free goodies. I have a wonderful download. It's 33 conversation starters for parents and teens instead of just saying, how was your day? There's a little bit more to it. So you can really, you know, really get to know your kid. So there's that download you can get on our website and all of our social medias on there as well. And again, all of this information, like uh, we've talked about, uh, is a very, very important big deal. The reason I co-authored the book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, uh, was the epidemic, in capital letters, everybody, of youth sports overuse injuries, both physically yeah. and mentally. And the idea of adding in 
uh, a lot of mental attention. There's not a bigger topic. This is why you see the Simone Biles uh, with that whole Olympic story and uh, uh, being able to admit and talk about Michael Phelps, another superstar, yes. talking yes. about mental challenges, even in the greatest athletes in the world. And what, what a difference this makes when we're talking about, again, having these kids enjoying their experience in yeah. youth sports and then being able to deal um, with the pressure cooker that comes the more uh, talented they are. Everybody listening to the sports doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. If you go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, if you go over to radio shows that were behind the eight ball, you still can go back years. International, national, local guests, a myriad of topics. Listen to whatever you'd like. Over, If you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, we have thousands of followers, whether it's on uh, Twitter, Dash X, whether we're talking about LinkedIn. Great topics, great information in the world. A lot of excitement throughout MVP, uh, parent uh, sports uh, magazine. Lots of uh, great stuff. Uh, Andrea, again, in the uh, area of, um, you know, these, these psychological um, pressures and the idea that there's no doubt about it, that, you know, the, the, the mental health of teens is the biggest topic in the country or in, in yeah. the top few in so many areas in and out of the sports world. And uh, do you find that the pediatricians and the school systems and the, the, the whole the park districts are getting it, that are paying a lot more attention to how important this is? Um, I think... Or, or is they, it good luck think, to us? <laughs> well, I, I think they know how important it is. I don't know that it is being handled properly. Um, you know, kids point. need to know. Yeah, they, they, they need to... They need to understand what is fueling their psychology. I mean, the bottom line is kids do well, in, whether it's school, sports, performance, any kind of performance, when their bandwidth is expanded, right? But what's happening when kids are under so much pressure is their bandwidth is literally restricted. And you're not in the zone when your bandwidth is restricted. So I think that the attention needs to go towards their natural well-being. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think kids feel so much pressure today. I mean, with social media, I, I think about when I was a kid, we didn't have all these gazillion yes. outlets well, if we where you could be bullied, you, the, you know? We, we, we've got to include whatever all your answers are has to be, and physically as well, has to be included in the school system. It's the only place yes. where we have tens of millions of kids. And we need yeah. to, as we've learned along the way, how important, you know, mindfulness. It's funny, holistic medicine. Yeah. When I was talking about that 30 years ago, medicine didn't know how to spell the word mindfulness, let alone right, high right. performance. And like you said, whether it's business and CEOs or whether you're talking about coaches and high performance, yeah. uh, the, a lot of these rules are still really, really the same. You know, it's a big topic on the sports doctor's childhood obesity, Andrea. Yeah. Again, we're with oh nutrition. Goodness. These are, are the sides. Yes. Uh, are the, uh, uh, what are some of the points that you include in, in shift for teens? What are some of your bullet points? Well, the, the first thing is understanding where your experience is coming from, because most of us believe that our experience is coming from the world. Therefore, we are at the mercy of social media. We're at the mercy of our teammates. We're at the mercy of our teachers. 
if we're at the mercy of something outside of us, we're in big trouble. So the first place we point is is within. It is that mindfulness. It's understanding the physics behind our psychology. What's happening normally is, you know, you have a cut and you put a Band-Aid on it. But if yeah. that cut is... That's an interesting uh, you know, point. The physics yes. behind our psychology. Correct. Correct. We want to understand. It's like we're going to the artery rather than just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. If you're just putting a Band-Aid on the problem and it keeps bleeding, you're not going to the source. But the source is the physics behind our psychology. We are at the mercy of our mind. So if we think that all of the messaging that we're getting is telling us about who we are, we're in trouble. We're never going to make sense of it. So it is about quieting the mind. It is about getting in touch with foundationally how our mind works so that we can use it as our best friend rather than our worst enemy. That is the foundation, and that's the, that's the yeah, foundation some of, of my the program top that figures, Some of my top figure skaters, of course, my poster boy, the 2010 Men's Olympic Gold Medalist, Evan Lysacek, he was 10 years old when I put orthotics in the skates. But all those years ago, they were the young kids who were paying big attention to mental relaxation, visualization. I think yes. a lot of these kids were way ahead of their time. And yes. this becomes a very important, like you said, trying to uh, tone it down a little bit, pay attention to rest and recovery. And these are learnable, learnable yes. skills, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. And when you understand how the mind works, you are not at the mercy of the busyness. You're able to delineate what is coming from my natural inner genius and what is noise. Imagine if we all knew that. If we all knew how to access our natural, innate inner genius, we'd all be in the zone all the time. But we don't because it's not talked about enough. And that's why my husband and I are so passionate about sharing this with kids and families, teens, schools, parents. It, it needs to be in the world because we're being pulled away from our truth. We're, we're not being um, encouraged to look within, which is where all of our inner wisdom is, our inner genius. And that's what makes an athlete incredible is they tap it. They're in the zone. They tap into their inner genius. They might learn the skills, but that natural ability to just know what to do in a split second, if you're in the middle of a play, that comes from accessing your inner genius. And that's what we want to show everybody how to do so that, you know, it, so that life becomes a lot more fun, and we're not at the mercy of all of That's the noise. That's a nice goal. <laughs> you yes. know, you see life yeah. becomes... And again, the uh, the high-pressure cooker that sometimes we see mixed into all, all areas of athletics, uh, but when we're talking even about, the, you know, people, the 80 years old is the new 60, 60 is the new 40, tremendous attention to health and wellness, which mm -hmm. we talk about a lot on the sports doctor where people want to be able to, that's why I tell them that the new medicine, Andrea, is, you know, eating mm -hmm. smarter, keep mm -hmm. moving, and mm -hmm. reduce stress. Learn how to deal with and reduce stress. Um, uh, give us again, Andrea, the, the uh, areas people could find out about all your work and what's available. Sure. Thank you. It's shifthappens.global. That's my website. You can find us on Instagram at shifthappensglobal. But if you just go to our website, shifthappens.global, there's lots of free goodies and all the information about our social media. Okay, Andrea, pronounce your last name for me again. Valeli. All right, I'm kidding you. I want to thank you oh. so much for joining me. <laughs> thank you, Pastor. Hold Bob. on, hold on. Everybody, we'll be right back. It's the Sports Doctor.
Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. Goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kid. Uh, What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, My discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Live from Chicago, we are back. It is The Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. want to welcome Corey Poirier. Uh, he is a multiple TED Talker, the best-selling author. He's the speaker guy. Uh, hey, Corey, welcome to The Sports Doctor. Hello, Dr. Bob. Super excited to be here. Yes, I know, you know, that you're all about vitamin P. Uh, the word that's so important, whether it's the highest level of sports performance or just living better, uh, being involved in enhancing your life, uh, vitamin P is, is purpose. Corey, give us some background on yourself and uh, what you're all about. Yeah, well, thanks so much. Uh, you know, my background, I guess, where this whole vitamin P thing came from specifically is I battled hypochondria generalized anxiety for about four years, no end in sight, saw no light at the end of the tunnel until I, one night, I say I got tricked, I don't know 
we could debate that probably, but I think I got tricked into performing stand-up comedy one night. And uh, I ended up performing on a stage, and I, as we say in comedy, I bombed horribly. Like, I wasn't good at all. Didn't get a laugh. But um, after I left, the next day, people at the office said, oh, did you meet someone? Because you have a different aura or energy about you. And I was like, what's that all about? And then I went back and performed stand-up comedy the next week, and I bombed again and didn't get any laughs. But I kept going back. And ultimately, over a very short amount of time, this anxiety and generalized anxiety, sorry, and, and hypochondria that I've been carrying with me for four years, literally started to disappear. And it was in a very little amount of time that it had, I mean, it, it, it was gone. And then also, on top of that, I noticed my performance in all areas of my life was improving. So everything was changing. And that's why I started calling it vitamin P, because I truly believed it was like a super powerful vitamin that I had taken without realizing I was taken. You know, it's interesting in the world of high performance and, you know, I'm a sports doctor for decades where we talk about the gigantic world of youth sports, where I talk about some of the superstars I've been involved with as sports podiatrists, that whole world of high performance, the tremendous mental side of all of that, which has become such a big deal, such an inclusion in uh, all levels of, of sports, the idea of um, reducing stress, enhancing focus. Uh, maybe coming into tune with what that particular, again, performance purpose is. And that's what uh, I found interesting as, uh, you know, something that is, is uh, in, in, the, in the psychology, sports psychology world, is really something they're paying a lot of attention to in the world of training, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one of the things that's unique, I think, about me as well is I've been obsessed with learning about people, how they work, how they become peak performance, performers, how they become world-class. And so the other thing that I've done, and it's part of my, I guess, study around the idea of finding a purpose in life, is I've interviewed now over 7,000 of uh, the world's top influencers, thought leaders, athletes, to try to figure out what makes them different. Yes, a couple of my Yes, a couple of you know, Deepak, Deepak Chopra, you know, Bob, yeah. the great Bob Proctor, and as we sit here, I'm wearing my Cheech and Chong socks. And uh, you interviewed oh. Tommy Chong, didn't you? I got, I got those socks on, man. That's, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> well, and yeah, and I mean, I, I, my whole thing is I want to figure out how they got to the top 1% of their field, whether they're athletes or not. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I've studied this idea of purpose, and what I will say, people always ask me what's the number one trait or number one thing they share in common and I'd be lying to say anything other than, now, I can tell you the top numbers, like top three, top five, but the number one by far is that they live every day on purpose. Again, that's one of the things that I found is, is so simplistic, yet it's so powerful uh, at whatever we're thinking about, especially in the mental game, as I was categorizing what we talk about uh, when we're, we're dealing with these kinds of uh, trainable situations for young athletes growing up, superstars who are trying to just enhance their rest and recovery or their uh, uh, prevention of problems, et cetera. And you, you, you talk about that. Uh, and again, the, the addition, Corey, of the spirituality side, not, you know, in faith, not, not necessarily organized religion, but spirituality, which nobody has a problem with, I don't think, has become an important ingredient that high performance uh, pay big attention to, doesn't it? 
Yeah, well, I mean, you think about something. I, I was talking to somebody about this today. The fact that if you and I were talking, whether it was on this interview or at, over coffee, 30 years ago, the odds of us talking about meditation would have been less than 1%. And now, uh, you know, on a daily basis, I'll be talking to somebody, and they bring up meditation or uh, I mean, yoga is a bit different because part of it is exercise. But I mean, you know, things like meditation or synchronicities—the idea that uh, let's pay attention to these meaningful coincidences, like conversations like that, even just thirty years ago, weren't very common. And you know, you think about a book like *Thinking Grow Rich* by Napoleon Hill in the '30s. The stuff he was talking about was unheard of then. And so, yeah, I do think that top-level athletes now are looking to things like meditation for how they can restore their energy or build their energy back up. Or, you know, really what's the premise of it is to get to that single one thought so that your mind is not always, what do they call it, the monkey mind, not always jumping around so much. And when you can focus on that one single thought and try to, you know, not to jump into the whole area of law of attraction or manifestation, but if you can get down to that one thought and focus on that over and over again, obviously the odds are better that you're going to bring that into your life. So I do believe that athletes are using vision boards and visuals about how they're going to succeed now, meditating more often and taking breaks for themselves. Like it's, it's, we're in a totally different world, and I think people are starting to see results from it. Uh, you know, it's amazing. You'd think that the filtering down, you know, whether I'm talking about for 30 years childhood obesity or the actual world of obesity, the challenges of diabetes, the fact that you can't turn on television for two minutes without seeing more diets or more drugs, uh, and the idea that it's exciting to see optimists like yourself uh, really uh, making a difference in this whole point, like you were mentioning, having a cup of coffee 30 years ago, and someone saying, you know, meditation, what are you, some sort of uh, guru? And the idea now that it's at the highest level of activity in, in sports uh, and uh, and, and, and hopefully it's filtering down into the into medicine itself, paying a big attention to this side of things. Yeah, I mean, that would be the hope, right? And uh, I, I yeah, will good say, luck well, and, and I'll, <laughs> yeah, so I will say, I mean, it's not happening quickly, and I don't think it will. But we're starting to see some movement. Like, you know, it's funny, I don't know why this pops in my head, but I was thinking about how we're saying, like, how 30 years ago it would have been foreign, but I mean, I just saw a video the other day of the lead singer of Metallica meditating. Like, who would have thought, right? But I mean, you know, when you think about all these things, like at school, for example, my children, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, both of them went through a daycare where every day they did yoga. You know, like, and yes. it wasn't like, you know, sitting with cross yeah, legs or anything, but they were doing... <laughs> yes, International Yoga Day. Teresa Stubby, the, uh, the idea that for years internationally, paying attention, you know, the idea of mind-body... Um, again, if you, you belong to a health club 20 years ago, there wasn't one class in the joint. And now it is a gigantic topic, and it's great to see, again, young children like you just mentioned, your own children, being exposed to the important uh, parts of the, um, and, you know, there's uh, something like yoga where you have so much attention. you got the best athletes in the world doing it, and grandmas and grandpas trying to learn how to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating, and I will say, to your point about the medical side as well, it's, I, I, again, it's a slow burn, I think, but I'm starting to see it more is. and more, like, doctors integrating with some holistic approaches. We're starting to see it. it, it I, I think it's going to be still a long time, but at least it's starting. Well, sometimes we see sports lead the way 
in, uh, in, in many instances. Uh, again, whether it's paying attention to the mental side of anything, the reason I co-authored the book, Corey, uh, hashtag hey sports parents, was the epidemic in capital letters of youth sports overuse injuries, both physically and mentally. This tremendous pressure, the fact that half these young high school athletes are living on over-the-counter pain medicine because the schedule half, uh, can't keep up uh, mentally and physically. So, again, the mental side of all of it, the importance of rest and recovery, you know, like you've been talking about all along. Uh, and and uh, uh, we've got to throw nutrition in also. Uh, again, when you're talking about incorporating this attention to what the purpose has to be. You know, I want to be much, much healthier, or I want to, uh, I want to get my son or daughter to uh, be a scholarship athlete. I want them to pay big attention uh, and trying to stay away from putting too much pressure on these kids. How are you doing as a sports parent, Corey? You're just starting. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm definitely very early on in the stage, right? Six and three. Um, the, you know, the six-year-old... We got him out to soccer two years now, uh, two separate years, and one time he went the whole season. The other time he decided he wanted to try something different, and it's it's just it's really just starting. He's he's somewhat athletic. He's went to martial arts. He's like I say, he's he's done soccer. He's tried hockey, just road hockey and stuff. But I think it's still. I, I don't think he's figured out his jam yet. Like I think he's still working. No, on that's and the great. Three year old. Yeah, he's just running around the house. The three year old. Yes, he's just running around. Well, I'm trying to pick your accent up. Where are you from? From. Uh, so when I'm not traveling, I live in Little Prince Edward Island in Canada near Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was trying to see how our accents would mix, you know, mixing in a little uh, on New York accent. Uh, yeah, that's one of the pearls from the sports doctor is uh, uh, the fact that we want young kids growing up doing lots of different activities. Uh, we do run into the challenges of what I call the prodigy sports. One of them is my specialty, which is figure skating where I have 10-year-olds, that's all they want to do, five, six days a week. Uh, so uh, I'll clue you into more of those challenges when we come back. We're talking to Corey Poirier. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's a multiple TED talker. He's the speaker guy. We'll be right back. It's the Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of Sports Doctor's key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent. With the sports doctor is in article in each issue. Go to mvpparent.com. mvpparent.com. Hey, everybody. Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, Collaborative Care 
for better outcomes says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody, we are back live from Chicago with the Sports Doctor. We are speaking in Nova Scotia. Uh, Corey Poirier, uh, he is a uh, best-selling author. He's a multiple TED Talker, speaker guy, and uh, vitamin C, the whole area of purpose in and out of sports at all levels was really the uh, topic uh, that uh, he's uh, speaking about. What is the... Um, uh, uh, the purpose, pardon the pun, and the title of your, your recent new TED Talk, Corey. Uh, it's actually, well, interestingly, when you say the purpose, uh, it's called How Schools Can Inspire Purpose. And the ah. premise is, what if we were to start teaching kids earlier in life? How, not, you can't teach them what their purpose is, but how, what if we started teaching them the importance of under, uncovering their purpose earlier in life? Yes, I love it. I think the that they're aware, allowing in the three areas on the sports doctor for decades, Corey, our awareness, whatever we're talking about, being aware of whatever the challenge or the topic is, education, really educating and getting some great opinions on what we're talking about and, and positive changes. And I think it's a great idea, or the earlier the better, to include these important aspects. It's funny, my their first guest talking about shifts happens andrea from florida uh again talking again about the mental game uh and the oh. area of um i i hopefully pediatrics uh um, early school um uh elementary school can tune into what you're talking about um how do you find that feedback uh as as you know making any kind of changes in, in these kinds of worlds or you know good luck to us <laughs> well, right? what I will say is uh, on the talk. I'm rooting for you, back I'm, Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say that the, the feedback I'm seeing on the talk itself is there's a lot of people, including teachers, which I thought was fascinating. Teachers saying, "Hey, I'm a teacher. I agree with this. We need to start doing this in our schools." So, what's interesting is parents and teachers, I think, are on board. It's as you said, good luck to us. I think it's trying to change uh, an education system that's been kind of the same for a long, long. Long time. You know, Corey, I spent 20 years trying to get these places to include walking as part of the curriculum. <laughs> I wrote an article in 2008 called Let's Get Them Walking, and it was about adding this stuff, the earlier the better, and I found it challenging, again, to say the least. But it's great to see this kind of emphasis because things are changing, you know, whether it's youth sports understanding that kids have to have fun besides all this parent intent and coaching intent. And the fact, again, uh, that the, uh, the earlier we can expose these kids to the importance of something like, hey, let's pay attention to thinking about our purpose. What a great idea uh, that would be. Uh, and I would think the pediatric world and the early, um, uh, again, the school, and the, because the, these kinds of changes, it takes the schools because they have 100 million kids, you know, that they're, they're talking to, uh, I would think, to, to make some of these changes. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, in fairness. That's why it's, it's great probably to not hear a... that teachers were uh, listening to you. Oh, yeah, teachers, I think, are on board with it. And yes. we have, um, 
they were friends of ours. That are teachers. <laughs> it's, yeah, there, I mean, there's, every angle you look at it, right, there's always going to be some sort of roadblock. But we have friends that are teachers uh, that are our age, and they're teachers in schools, and they're like 100% on board with the idea that, you know, that we should be doing it, and they wish they could do it in their class. But they have a certain, as you said, certain curriculum that they have to stick to unless somebody allows them to make a change. Well, it's interesting. Again, all these years ago, decades ago, where my biggest argument was having the schools keep phys ed, keeping gym class. Again, the pressure was tremendous. We need more reading, writing, arithmetic. And who cares about recess? And uh, knock on wood, I'm knocking on wood here. In most instances, we got the point across. Now we really realize how crucial it is, how important it is to include physical activity, whatever level we want to be talking about, um, in, in the curriculum of kids. Uh, and, uh, but some of it is a, is a, is, re- is a real challenge because uh, uh, there's a certain amount of time. And, again, the, the important points are, you know, what are some of the real priorities especially in early education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, I, I feel like, like, if that's the other thing too, right, I had people say, when, when's too early? And I don't really think there is a too early. I mean, I think that, you know, maybe age eight or nine, it would be kind of an optimal time. I think, you know, at five or six, like my, it depends on the kid, I guess. Like my six-year-old is very, I mean, he's using words that I didn't use when I was six. And well, you got social media. You know, the, the one of the contributors to my book, Hashtag Sports Parents, a famous uh, psychiatrist, adult and child psychiatrist. And four or five years ago, we were talking about writing the book, a great podcast. The point was social media has changed everything dramatically. Like we all know, times a thousand. Uh, good luck to you as a you know, young parent with young kids. Because, again, in so many ways, they were smarter than all of us already. Uh, and and uh, it, it's such a tremendous challenge and pressure on these families and, and on these kids. And I'm sure you could give the same TED Talk to the highest achievers in the world of business, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this stuff, honestly... Um, What's the best website, area? Corey? What's a good website to find out about you and your program? You know what? The best place to send people... I, I like to give away a free gift, if that's cool. Um if that is, I have a book about this called The Book of Why and How, and people can go to the Book of Why Audio, so the Book of Why Audio.com, and they can actually get a free copy of the audiobook. It'll literally take them to a SoundCloud page where they can just listen for free. Is that spelled out or initial Y? No, it's all spelled out. The Book of Why Audio.com, all spelled out. Okay. And yes, the, uh, the ability to be able to tune in. Uh, to at least, again, paying attention to how important uh, rethinking this at whatever age, again, whether your son or daughter is the top athlete in the country or you're just trying to stick with your new diet program or, again, like I always talk about early in the year when we have our New Year's resolutions shows, Corey, where, you know, within a month and a half you see the same faces at the gym. You know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and I will say on the purpose side, I, I have a, a friend of mine, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's an elite skating coach. And he's worked with everybody from Wayne Gretzky to Sidney Crosby. And he was telling me one time we were talking about this, and we were talking about this idea of finding your purpose. And he said, yeah. Corey, I've seen people, I've seen kids on the ice that never should have made it to the NHL, 
that made it to the NHL yes. solely because my, was, they were so my top. pearl. Here's my pearl for your good friend, Corey. I've been putting orthotics yeah. and skate. I've been putting orthotics and skates for forty years. Blackhawks and whatever the world of figure skating. So the pearl for your friend is proper orthotics enhances everything in skating. I had to throw that in for you. But go ahead. <laughs> no, that's cool. No, and, and I was just going to say, he said that from his perspective, he's watched people that should have never made it to the NHL that did solely because of how passionate they were about hockey. And he watched people that were had every bit of talent that you could imagine, but weren't that passionate about it that never made it. I mean, it can be the difference maker. As huge. And again, I think the awareness of that, you know, that, that fact that you just said is huge at, at all, uh, all areas. Again, as mental training has become an integral part at all levels, again, whether it's learning how to meditate, relax <clears throat> 10 minutes a day, your young athlete and or yourself trying to reduce some stress uh, or you're trying to <clears throat> enhance your recovery, proper sleep, paying big attention to nutrition, uh, this all is a big part of what you're talking about. Give me that site again, Corey. People could go to and check out your book. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It's thebookofwhyaudio.com. Again, thebookofwhyaudio.com. And as you said, the, the word why is spelled out, W-H-Y. Corey Poirier from uh, Nova Scotia. I think I got it right. Thanks so much for joining me. Hold on, Corey. We'll be right back, everybody. Sports Doctor. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker. Call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Live from Chicago, it is the Sports Doctor is in segment where we preview some upcoming guests and topics. I add some of the late, great Bob Guida wisdom, and we answer a few emails. Next week, one of our faves, Rick Baba. Uh, he's one of the leaders 
in the whole world of baby boomers with his Today's Senior Magazine, and he'll be um, returning. And then uh, Tony King, the um, whole world of Medicare. Uh, you know, I've, as a, a sports doctor, I've seen Medicare patients, gosh, for decades and decades, just navigating your way through, let alone trying to get past the commercials. It's so important to know about um, your benefits, <clears throat> your parents' benefits in so many different areas. So we're going to be talking about that the following week. Uh, adult and child psychiatrist, contributor to my book, Hashtag a Sports Parents, um, podcaster, Dr. Denise McDermott, will be returning. Uh, look forward so much to having her back. And then uh, the world of organizing for your own mental health and fitness, um, Lisa Geraci Regino will be uh, joining me. So as always, um, great guests, great topics uh, that uh, filter in and out of the endless world of health and wellness and sports medicine. You know, Bob Guida, uh, back in the late 70s, when he was paying such attention, he would call it landing training, um, preparing for falling with the serious athletes that he was seeing in the world of tennis, baseball, football, basketball, volleyball. Uh, and it really wasn't being paid much attention to at all in the world of uh, sports training or sports performance. Uh, the big attention to balance and stability exercises, awareness of falling properly, uh, relaxing and stiffening up where needed with some, some great training, uh, whether an athlete is, is uh, coming down for a rebound and falling off over somebody, that outfielder is hitting the wall, uh, that individual with a double or triple jump and skating is falling, uh, was, was fascinating. Landing, training, uh, speaking about that, Pam says, you know, the one of the chapters in your book, Hashtag a Sports Parents, The Prodigy Sports. My daughter's a very serious gymnast. You know, Pam, uh, oh, yeah, I see she's 10, 11 years old. The Prodigy Sports is all about kids like your daughter who maybe at 10, 11 uh, years old want to concentrate and specialize in that one sport. Gymnastics is famous for this. So is figure skating. And more and more, swimming, volleyball, tennis, soccer. We have to respect that youngster who really, really wants to specialize and concentrate early. <clears throat> we absolutely want to talk them out of it, if at all possible, understanding the importance of using different parts of the body, uh, having different kinds of teammates, different experiences in sports. You know, it's a shocker, but 80% of the women's gold medal soccer team in the past played multiple sports. But the prodigy sports are a different world. That ballet dancer, again, that gymnast. So what we want to do is be smart. We want to absolutely make sure we've got a physical therapist, personal trainer, sports doctor on our team, 
that can help us prevent problems, can help us develop exercises uh, to enhance these areas to try to prevent what we call repetitive motion injuries. Think of that tennis player swinging the tennis racket a thousand times a week. Again, Guy, he talk about strengthen the opposite, the breaks, work on these areas. And the prodigy sports are about the fact that they exist, uh, the fact that there are some of the most successful athletes in the world. This is how they've come up. It is challenging. We want to be educated. Uh, Jerry says my 14-year-old daughter uh, is a, a fairly uh, serious club member, traveling tennis player, plays almost year-round. She's uh, had, since she was like 10 or, or 12 or 13, ankle instability. You know, Jerry, ankle instability is not a medical term, so it's this, uh, you really need a specific diagnosis. Um, the fact that there's been a history of injuries causing stretching or elastic, you know, the tendons and, and uh, uh, areas around the ankle are more like taffy than they are like rubber. And when they're consistently stressed or strained, they can become less stable, a la uh, instability. Sometimes it's inherent where we might see somebody's got a lot of flexibility in that area. <clears throat> so we want to go back um, to paying big attention to the two areas uh, that I include uh, in hashtag a sports parents that any uh, young athlete should be including strengthening her ankles, strengthening her feet, strengthening balance, which really, really will work that whole lower extremity, paying big attention, Jerry, to the shoes that your daughter's in. Is it the best shoe for her foot type and foot mechanics? So if you don't already have, get a sports podiatrist, podiatrist involved in this uh, concern, um, and um, rarely is it a surgical problem. It's a strengthening, a support, stability. Orthotics could be magic for this. I've had great success specifically for this in a running, jumping sport like tennis, baseball, basketball, uh, where ankle instability could be a major, major problem, and tennis is right up there at the top of the list with the demand on the feet and ankles. So uh, pay attention to shoes. Check into absolutely custom orthotics if you don't already have that proper support or over-the-counter art support. Not enough. Not if she's a serious player. you got to be in custom devices. Alex is my 13-year-old son, uh, is an active soccer player. He's probably the past two years has had shin pains, uh, shin splints, everybody calls it. You know, again, shin splints is not a medical diagnosis, Alex. You need sometimes there's stress fractures that can involve with the uh, pain on usually the inner side of the lower leg between the knee and ankle. Can be on the outer side of the front but more commonly along the inner side, uh, and often it's foot-related. Again, stretching that muscle that slows down the collapse of the foot when we're walking or running is that particular muscle that, that turns into a tendon and inserts into the arch, the posterior tibial tendon. And again, if it's persistently sore in a running-jumping sport like soccer, which is notorious for the world's worst shoes, even when it comes to support, 
We've had great success with, again, number one, making sure you have the right diagnosis. Uh, number two, making sure you're following with, if not under the direct supervision of strengthening physical therapy and treatment. Um, intelligent rest is important. It's hard to push through this. That's why it becomes persistent. And pay big attention to the role of orthotics and looking at the foot mechanics. The famous one is the excessively pronated flat type foot, which rolls in excessively, uh, either the amount of collapsing or the aggressiveness, straining that tibial tendon uh, to slow it down. And we talk about all of this stuff, these, these, these emails in hashtag a sports parent, uh, an essential guide for any parent with a, 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 a youngster. In sports, I can't believe it's over four years. My co-author, Hall of Fame volleyball coach and player, Sharky Zartman. Uh, she is a, a yoga instructor, a college professor. Um, understood really what it took to get to the national team Olympic level, not only herself, but when she was coaching and the importance of all these areas. So hashtag a sports parent is all about sports. Parenting 101, where Chucky talks about everything from uh, keeping your eye out for any concerns with coaches and or parents, uh, to what level, et cetera, what's the best fit for your son or daughter, to the Sports Doctors In segment, which is yours truly, everything about orthotics, foot mechanics, uh, prevention, exercises, including the concerns about concussions in the world of uh, uh uh, for compression sports, something like football, uh, the third section, which is uh, input from experts on nutrition, on physical training, on mental training, on coaching, on parenting, some great insight, and the fa final part of the book, which is some perspectives from some sports parents. What's interesting is almost all, almost all of the participating parents and or participating experts were either uh, guests of mine on the radio show, The Sports Doctor, or were parents of patients of mine. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. It's a leap year. Pay attention. See you next week. Thank you.